the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon and welcome to this Thursday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We are absolutely honored to have you with us today. And uh, I'm on a little bit of a memory lane this afternoon. I'm broadcasting from the beautiful downtown Sarasota, Florida business district. It's uh, it's an awesome fall day, uh, not a cloud in the sky, and it's just beautiful. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, having an opportunity tonight to uh, speak to the Sarasota Republican Club uh, at their monthly meeting. And uh, if you're listening this afternoon from uh, within the area and uh, part of that club, look forward to uh, uh, seeing you in just uh, just a little while. Well, when I was a little, little guy, I used to come down here a lot because my grandfather was traffic manager for the Seaboard Coastline Railroad. And I think the folks here in Sarasota know about that, that little circus outfit that uh, kind of worked out of here. I think it was called the Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Well, as you probably know, and if you've listened to my program, I've been none too happy about the uh, animal rights groups, and now we don't have a circus but uh, if you remember, even until the day they, um, sh- you know, closed the tent for the last time, sort of figuratively speaking, they used rail cars. Well, my, uh, my grandfather, George Henry Bunkley, was a traffic manager for Seaboard Coastline Railroad, which handled all the freight that came through the greater West Central Florida area. So with that, guess who he worked with every year? That's right, the circus. And so uh, based on that relationship, we used to come down. Of course, they wintered a little bit more closer to home back then. And uh, in the early days, I remember going to the uh, also the Ringling Brothers and Barnum & Bailey Museum. Uh, still remember today, just uh, probably oh, four, five, six years of age, going through the museum, looking at a lot of the, uh, the museum items from the circus, but turn of the century, 1800s, you know. Uh, back when they really used the elephants to put the tents up and uh, and all of that. So uh, great memories down here. Plus, it's just absolutely stunningly beautiful. And, uh, of course, the uh, commitment to the arts here and all that goes along with uh, the distinctiveness of uh, Sarasota, it is just awesome. So glad to be here and uh, looking forward to uh, uh, meeting some of our friends uh, here in the area that are part of our our family, uh, primarily on our answer stations, but also on our faith talk stations, and uh, maybe even got a couple uh, on the biz. Well, I want to uh, get to the uh, update on what's happening uh, in Seminole Heights, but first, we certainly have some important breaking news, and uh, we haven't had a chance to get to it much. We have a Florida focus, but uh, nonetheless, when we have important information coming out of our nation's capital, we like to uh, 
make sure that uh, you're open and ready to hear that as well. Now, I want to remind you that our phone lines are open right now if you would like to be a part of our program. And uh, since we are right here in Sarasota, let me remind you that in Sarasota, Bradenton, Manatee County, you can call right now and join the conversation at 941 941- Nine five five zero nine three zero. That's nine four one nine five five zero nine three zero. If you're uh, back at our headquarters in Tampa, that number is eight one three two eight seven five seven zero zero. You can join us there. And for those who are listening across Florida, maybe uh, some of those that are also listening at various parts around the country, uh, that number is toll free eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. That's eight seven seven nine four three. Nine six seven three. Well, we are on the road for tax reform, believe it or not, and that's because uh, just within the last uh, hour, hour and a half or so, as I was traveling uh, here to Sarasota, uh, the uh, United States House of Representatives, under the leadership of Paul Ryan, has passed their sweeping tax bill, and um, I want to tell you that that vote came down to two hundred and twenty-seven to two hundred five. That's 227 to 205. Thirteen Republicans have voted against the bill. And as you can well imagine, not a single Democrat voted for the bill. In fact, uh, when the final vote came down, and that followed a personal uh, lobbying trip by uh, both the president and the vice president, uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence uh, were both uh, teaming up earlier today. Uh, not just uh, with a visit to the House of Representatives, but uh, they had a very important, uh, uh, what we in the business we call it a whip meeting. And what a whip does is, uh, yeah, you can kind of think about that circus expression where you've had the lion tamer with the whip. But um, we have uh, whips uh, who are assigned that job in both the uh, U.S. House, the U.S. Senate. We have whips in the Florida legislature. And uh, obviously, Speaker Ryan, uh, in this case, was very interested in having uh, the House bill pass. Well, somebody has to go around and count heads. And with, uh, what, 435 members of, of, uh, of the House of Representatives there in D.C., that's a lot of head counting. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, don't necessarily have to, if you're a Republican, you're sort of checking in with your uh, counterpart of the Democratic side, and he's, uh, he or she's telling you, hey, we don't have anybody for you. So you're basically kind of Republicans. But it uh, uh, looked like we had two VIP whips today because with uh, Donald Trump as well as uh, Mike Pence visiting uh, with both uh, the majority leader in the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell, and with uh, Speaker Paul Ryan, of course, talking about uh, the importance of this coordination with just a few days left to meet uh, with the Congress uh, for between now and the end of the year. Uh, it was important that the president wanted to emphasize uh, the uh, the whipping of uh, the members to make sure they get this done. Now, uh, he got to his initial wish. The president wanted to have the tax reform voted out of the House by uh, Thanksgiving. And given the colossal failure after months and months and months and months and months of our elected members of Congress on the conservative side, Speaking about the fact of how Obamacare needed to be repaired, needed to be, uh, you know, repaired and replaced, repealed and replaced, I should say, um, it gave uh, give the, gave the president finally a long sought out victory in terms of a legislative victory. Now he has uh, initiated several initiatives. 
similar to his predecessor, uh, President Barack Obama, by way of executive order. But this is a big win. Now, what's happening at this point is the Senate version is quite different. Uh, as you know, the House version really reduced several categories uh, down, uh, dropped two or three of them. The Senate version does not do that. They lower the percentages. But a big component uh, in the Senate version, if they're able to get it through, uh, is uh, in the Senate version, they have eliminated the Obamacare mandate. And that is the uh, the tax penalty. And by the way, it wasn't sold as a tax, but the reason we're calling it a tax is because your United States Supreme Court uh, decided to call it a tax. A little bit of judicial activism there. Oh, by the way, that was by the conservatives. So guess what? Because it's a tax, you with me? If it's a tax, then it's part of the appropriation process that we're going through. And guess what? To put it in the tax bill, uh, because the Supreme Court called it a tax, uh, it can be eliminated with a 50% vote, not a 60% vote. Now, uh, we're keeping all eyes on what's going to happen in the U.S. Senate because this is not a done deal because um, we cannot afford to lose uh, two Republican senators. Uh, if we do, then the vote is in limbo. So um, we have the two regular suspects, and that is our senators from Maine and Alaska, uh, they, uh, once again, are doing what they do uh, fairly regularly, not really happy with the bill, may not vote for the bill. And then we have Senator Johnson. Senator Johnson came out and said that he's not voting for the bill. So I can tell you that Mitch McConnell has his uh, work cut out for him, uh, inasmuch as um, you can bet that there's not going to be a single uh, Democrat that's going to be coming to the aid of Mitch McConnell and the members of the Senate. So um, here's what we're going to be looking for. Um, this is when Mitch McConnell has to walk to the no votes and he has to sweeten the pie. And for those of you who are conservatives, those of you who have been looking uh, forward to tax reform, what that means is, is that um, whatever is in the Senate package right now, and one of the big questions I have is, whichever way this package goes, it's going to increase the deficit. And uh, deficit hawks inside Congress have been relatively silent, uh, those that normally are deficit hawks. Uh, and everyone knows that if you're going to uh, do the type of tax reform that we're doing in the short term, until you see uh, if, there's a, if there's a significant corporate tax reduction, then, and also if we're seeing some forgiveness for uh, corporations who have uh, billions of dollars offshore that can uh, uh, relocate those funds here uh, within the U.S. without a lot of penalties, if we get the uh, tax rate down significantly for corporations and they, uh, boy, they pick up on uh, uh, plan expansion, uh, hiring, those type of things, well, you need the increased revenue which then increases tax collection, and then that will help to uh, offset whatever deficit additions we're going to be doing. So it's a very, uh, it's a very dangerous time when, uh, and by the way, keep in mind these holdouts, they're very wise. They're very shrewd. They know that every time this happens, they hold out, and they're waiting for the majority leader to come knocking on their door, Okay, what have I got to give you to get your vote? 
And then that's when we start seeing, in some instances, uh, the whole philosophy of tax reform started, you know, possibly getting blown up a little bit. But, um, but uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, an important first step. Uh, what's going to happen is the Senate's going to have to really work at getting this, getting their version passed out. And then when we get back from, and by the way, I don't see that happening until after Thanksgiving. So the generous holidays that our members of Congress uh, award themselves each and every year, you can well imagine that uh, we've got Thanksgiving coming up next week, and then we're going to have uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, and the New Year's. Uh, we've only got a handful of days left that the, that the Congress is set to meet unless they extend. And as I wrote, a, what, a couple of weeks ago, I asked the question if this was going to be like Christmas 2009. If you'll remember, it was early Christmas Eve. Uh, when you got up to go buy those presents and you, you learned that Obamacare had got voted out early in the morning in the Senate. Well, I'll tell you what, it's deja vu all over again. And um, uh, with the clock and what I'm looking at and my experience in these legislative matters, uh, we could well see the Senate uh, hanging around to the very last minute. And depending on how this goes, the House may have to be in there as well. So we're going to keep an eye on this. Of course, it will go to conference committee. Uh, I wouldn't get uh, I wouldn't get comfortable with the House plan. I wouldn't get comfortable with the Senate plan because now those two chamber, chambers will be going to conference. They'll be trying to come up with an identical package that uh, can get voted out by the narrow margin in the Senate, as well as a little wider margin in the House of Representatives, and uh, we'll see if that all can uh, come together and to pass. I want to remind you very quickly that uh, we have an opportunity for you. Uh, to win one of our five Regnery Publishing books uh, this month. And uh, it is the name of the book is All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump. It's written by Edward Klein. Go right now to our website at am860theanswer.com or am930theanswer.com. Click on the contest tab and uh, register to win. We'll be giving away five of those books before uh, the end of the month. And by the way, you can register each and every day that increases your odds of winning. Now, and by the way, Edward Klein, the author, is going to be with us tomorrow. So don't miss that interview on All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump. When I come back, your update on the latest on the Seminole Heights serial killer next to the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Now, let's see. Where did I put it this time? Mommy, I want a pony for Christmas. 
Nope, not there. It's two for one during our happy holiday blowout. That can't be it. I do declare they're calling their Christmas cup a holiday cup, and there's not a star on it nor nothing. It's just red. Ugh, I give up. I can't find Christmas anywhere. And what does it all mean anyway? If you or someone you know is searching for the true meaning of Christmas and coming up empty, you're not alone. Make plans now to attend Looking for Christmas, December 7th through the 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Bring someone close in need of the ultimate gift this Christmas, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Come for an opportunity to recapture the true meaning of Christmas. Don't miss Looking for Christmas, December 7th through 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Tickets for Looking for Christmas are available now at idlewild.org. That website again is idlewild.org. And we're back. It is 20 minutes past the hour. I'm Bill Bunkley, broadcasting live from here in downtown Sarasota on an absolutely Chamber of Commerce day. And uh, looking forward to uh, and uh, just a few uh, moments, uh, well, more than a few moments, I'll be over uh, speaking to the Sarasota Republican Club, uh, talking about what's happening in Tallahassee coming up in the 2018 session. And so we've got... Uh, some topics to talk about and to do a little Q&A, and uh, I'm excited to uh, have a chance to uh, uh, meet some of our listeners and uh, meet some folks that uh, may not be aware of um, our work, uh, my work here, also work as president of the Florida Ethics Religious Liberty Commission, and so uh, going to make some new friends here shortly. All right, coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour, we've got a brand new movie that's going to be opening up tomorrow. It is called Wonder. And uh, it is truly an an inspirational story. And coming up, uh, we're going to have a chance to talk with uh, the two co-producers who are going to be with us uh, all the way from Hollywood, California. So just uh, just hold on because we may have uh, a tip for you on one of the things you might want to plug into for this weekend. That's coming up uh, just a little after the bottom of the hour. Well, I'm excited to tell you. Well, no, wrong, wrong choice of words. Um. I'm not excited because what it's all about. We still have a killer or killers on the loose who have committed four murders in Seminole Heights. And I'm certainly not excited about that at all. Uh, Let's just say I'll use the word encouraged. I am encouraged because yesterday um, I suggested, I I reported to you that we had the uh, reward money up to $91,000 for someone to give the uh, the golden tip that helps us to apprehend the killer or killers. Well, um, our governor, uh, Rick Scott, has, um, through his agency, the FDLE, well, they've got another $10,000 coming in. So uh, I can tell you that right now, uh, our Mayor Bob Buckhorn, as well as uh, our very distinguished members, the Tampa Police Department and the FBI tactical units that remain going door-to-door, uh, the canine uh, officers that are working the area, now they can tell everybody, spread the word, 100 Gs is on the line. That's a nice round number. $100,000 for someone who will uh, bring the information. As I've been saying for weeks, uh, been echoed by, not original with me, but um, I am absolutely convinced somebody in that area knows exactly who this is. And I'm talking about someone other than the killer or killers. Now, the reason why I'm using killer or killers, 
the Tampa Police Department is still operating under the auspices that this is a serial killer situation. They are not using the, they're operating that way. However, they won't use those terms from their portion of a press conference. Why? They're pretty sure because of the video evidence, and we got another video uh, of the tragic shooting uh, Tuesday morning, uh, they know that one person, they're, they're fairly confident one person is responsible for at least two of the murders. They don't have the same sort of um, evidence to be able to make a blanket statement, so therein lies the killer or killers. Uh, but I want to tell you that um, we've got some additional help from uh, Governor Rick Scott. I want to share that with you, uh, especially uh, for those of you who are following uh, uh, what's happening in Tallahassee, both with the executive branch and with the legislature. Uh, this is pretty in- encouraging. Here is a release from the governor's office. To assist the Tampa Police Department's efforts to keep the Seminole Heights neighborhood safe, Governor Rick Scott today, and this was released today, by the way, directed the Florida Highway Patrol to deploy additional officers to the area. These officers will work with the Tampa Police Department to enhance their efforts in patrolling the neighborhood to increase safety. The deployment of uh, Florida Highway Patrol troopers is in addition to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, that's FDLE, Tampa Bay Regional Operations Center, who has a squad of agents assigned to neighborhood canvassing. FDLE also has agents assigned to vet leads and is providing analytical assistance. Their lab analysts continue to process numerous items of evidence, and FDLE has also contributed that $10,000 to the Crime Stoppers reward. Governor Scott said, and I quote, safety is our top priority, and we are glad to provide additional state resources from the Highway Patrol to NFDLE to the Tampa Police Department to assist in their efforts. I have spoken with Tampa Police Chief Brian Dugan and Mayor Bob Buckhorn to offer any resources they may need from the state of Florida. Everyone in the area should continue to listen to local law enforcement who have been working day and night to keep families safe. I, the governor, am fully confident that our brave law enforcement will bring whoever is responsible for these senseless acts to justice. Our hearts break for the victims of these crimes and their loved ones. Today, we are making it clear. Florida has zero tolerance for violence and crime, and we will stop at nothing to keep our community safe. That's the message from our Governor Rick Scott. And uh, I want to just call your attention. Uh, was down in the area a couple of nights ago. Understand the enormous amount of police presence. And uh, that presence is a 24-7 situation. What you're really seeing is our TPD officers and others, um, F- uh, FBI, FDLE, those who have been down there for the last three or four weeks, let me tell you, it becomes long days. And uh, you've got to get your rest. You've got to stay sharp, especially since you're dealing with such a coward as what we're dealing with uh, in this perpetrator. So um, I can tell you that uh, the reserves, if you will, not the fact that they're any less uh, uh, trained than our police department, but but our Florida Highway Patrol, others, FDLE, these additional brave men and women, um, police-oriented first responders, they're coming in so that as uh, we're rotating a, a tremendous uh, amount of uh, a, of human effort here uh, by the men and women that are canvassing, that are walking, uh, and and ready ready to respond like they did two nights ago to get to a scene in a minute or two, uh, that's so very important. So 
Um, for the rest of us, uh, we need to keep uh, vigilant. Um, for those um, uh, of you that uh, may uh, be in agreement with me, I am a Christ follower, a Christian worldview, and uh, so I've been praying uh, and praying a lot the last few days. Uh, but uh, if you could join in that effort, uh, that would be very helpful. And let me just say this. If there's someone out there that uh, feels that uh, you'd like to contribute more money to the fund, that would be great as well. But no doubt about it, somebody knows something. Somebody knows who this killer is. Remember yesterday, it's still what we want to ask you to do. If uh, Tuesday night, uh, between about 4.15 and 5 or 5.15, if uh, you know somebody down there who had a family member that kind of slipped out for a while, uh, the police department needs to know. And uh, chances are uh, this person is living with a relative, and maybe a relative really doesn't want to come forward and in 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 a world it's like hey i don't want to rat out on my on my son daughter aunt uncle whatever it is um well it might be one of your other relatives who might accidentally uh, get shot so um let's just hope that someone comes forward let's uh let's pray and hope that our folks get their adequate rest so that at the next point of uh confrontation with this suspect um they're going to be arrested, and they're going to be ready and uh, very quickly make the right decisions. Well, coming up next, we'll take a departure from uh, some of the issues of the day, and uh, we'll have a little Hollywood focus. And uh, as we get into this first weekend uh, before Thanksgiving, have a suggestion of a movie you might want to take in. I'm Bill Bunkley. Have that next. Don't go away. Coming in out of the rain, they hear the jazz. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Republicans are now one step closer to their goal of comprehensive tax reform by the end of the year. The House just hours ago passed their version of the bill, one they say will make life easier on the middle class and also small business owners. Showing no flex at all, though, Democrats all voted against the bill. Republicans say... This one will be compromised easily enough with a Senate version not expected to be completed until at least next week. AAA says 4.5 million people will hit the roads for Thanksgiving this year despite higher gasoline prices. A spokeswoman for the group says many people will be flying as well since airfares are the lowest now since 2013. A Los Angeles radio news anchor is accusing Senator Al Franken of groping and kissing her without consent back in 2006. He is calling for an investigation of his own Conduct on Wall Street at the close. The Dow was up 187 points. This is SRN News. It's time to tap the app. Download the Faith Talk 570 and 910 app today. Then tap the app for your favorite ministry programs and the Bill Bunkley Show. You can tap the app now to win an Airship Genesis prize pack for kids from David Jeremiah, including the Mission Quest Kids devotional. Four prize packs available. Enter daily. It's time to tap the app. Download the Faith Talk 570 and 910 app today. Then tap the app. From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with a chance of meatballs comes the star. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. We've come to honor the new king. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Experience the family event of the holiday season. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. The star. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters November 17th. For tickets and showtimes, go to thestarmovie.com. 
Franklin Graham calls it a must-see. Don't you dare tell me about the love and the compassion of your so-called God. Mike Huckabee calls it a giant step forward for the faith-based genre. Do you believe that God hears? God always answers prayers. Jerry Falwell Jr. says Let There Be Light offers forgiveness and hope when it's needed most. Kevin Sorbo and Sean Hannity present the most anticipated Christian movie of the year. Let There Be Light. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. Find a theater at lettherebelightmovie.com. I want you to put something on your to-do list, and it's to go see the movie Wonder. I read the book last year after my daughter called me in tears saying, Mom, you've got to read this right now. Well, she was right. I did. And it's one of the most heartwarming, life-affirming, beautiful stories. And now it's a movie. It stars Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson. And Wonder is the true story of August Pullman, or Augie, as he's known to his family. Augie was born with facial differences, and after a lot of surgeries, his family held their breath as he entered public school in the fifth grade. Prepare for blast-off. Have fun. Wonder will make you laugh. You will cry. You'll give thanks for a film that celebrates life, love, kindness, and grace. I haven't loved a movie this much in a long time, and I know you're going to feel the same way. What excites me about this movie is that it teaches other people to choose kind, and hopefully it will make the world a better place. Do not miss Wonder, opening this Friday in a theater near you. Janae's Tropicals is your one-stop shop for fruit trees, exotic tropical plants and palms, citrus, and more. Join Janae every Saturday morning at 9.30 as she shares more than 24 years of horticultural experience and hosts other green thumb experts to give you free gardening advice. Janae will teach you to live off the land and love it. Visit Janae online at tropicalfruit.com and join her every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. on Faith Talk 570 WTBN online at letstalkfaith.com. Hey, welcome back. It's Thursday afternoon, and uh, we are broadcasting live from Sarasota this afternoon, and uh, glad to have you back with us. And uh, we are getting ready to uh, address the uh, Sarasota Republican Club coming up uh, just after the uh, 6 o'clock hour. So we're glad to um, have you back with us this afternoon. Coming up uh, in a moment, uh, we're going to have a chance to talk about wonder. And uh, we've got a special treat this afternoon. Wonder is going to be opening tomorrow here, not only across the nation, but right here in the West Central Florida area. And uh, joining me today is Todd Todd Lieberman, who is uh, one of the co-producers of uh, Wonder. And they're also co-owner of uh, Mandeville Films and Television. And Mandeville Films is a Disney-based company. And uh, they have gotten quite a few acclaims for their uh, movies, Beauty and the Beast uh, and the Fighter. But today it's based uh, on a story that's really going to grip your heart. And the story is called Wonder. And with that, uh, Todd, glad to have you with us today. Really good to be here. I appreciate the time. Hey, uh, let's just jump right into it, Todd. Tell us a little bit about uh, this movie uh, there's a little story behind this and how this is going to be um, actually written uh, for the big screen. So uh, how did you guys come across this project? Yeah, um, well, you know, we're always looking for movies that have uplift at the end and uh, some sort of emotional connection. So in February of 2012, uh, just as this brilliant novel called Wonder was being published, uh, my business partner David and I were given the book. 
uh, by a literary agent. And we read that book that night and just absolutely fell head over heels in love with it and with the message. We're both fathers. I've got two boys. David has uh, three children. And we felt like, you know, with tears in our eyes, we basically said to each other, we have to get this message out there. This idea of choose kind uh, was just such a powerful idea. And what better way to kind of utilize our position as storytellers and to get something out there that hopefully both entertains but also has this wonderful message and leaves people feeling a little lighter and a little better than they did when they went into the theater. Mm. Now, we'll get to the content in a minute, but uh, what you really said really caught my attention because I'm a real pro-family guy. And sometimes a, a lot of the projects that come out of Hollywood are not necessarily family-friendly. But uh, with these successful family movies that you have, and then you also, you know, your colleague, uh, uh, David uh, Doberman, your co-producers on this, and you're also, you're working together. How did you all meet, and, and why was an emphasis on the family important? Well, you know, for this particular thing, it's, you know, boy, we're, we're, always, looking for, we're always looking for movies that, that have that message of hope, that have that message of inspiration. I like to say that if, if, if my position as a storyteller and, you know, someone who can, who can potentially change behavior and compel behavior, if, if I have anything to do with that, if I have a, a reason, a platform to say something that can both entertain and, and compel someone to do something nice and feel better about themselves, then that's a good position to be in. So I don't know, this book, it's just, it just so resonated. And I think that a lot of times the movies that resonate with us and so the, the, the stories that resonate with me genuinely and generally have some sort of connection, some emotional character connection, uh, a relatability. And a lot of times those movies happen to be family films. So, you know, for Beauty and the Beast, you know, it's this gorgeous tale. It's, it's a classic, but you 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 kind of you can enjoy it with your kids. You can enjoy it with with everybody sitting together. And I think for a movie like with like Wonder, you know what has happened with the book, and I and I really believe can happen with the film is that families can get together and talk about it, and that schools and churches and synagogues they can all talk about talk about this idea. So I don't know. I feel like we have the ability as storytellers to put things out there in the world and maybe influence something, and therefore I feel like we have sometimes the responsibility to do that. And in this particular case, I really do hope that Wonder sparks tons and tons of conversations about empathy, kindness, mm. putting yourself in other people's shoes, yes. bullying, um, and that would be great. Mm. Now I want to tell our audience, if you're not familiar with the storyline of Wonder, uh, Wonder is the story uh, of a young boy by the name of August Pullman. And this is not a spoiler alert, but uh, this is a young boy who has some facial differences. He's got a facial deformity, and he's entering the fifth grade. And as you can imagine how kids are, well, sometimes the kids, even sometimes parents, uh, cannot uh, you know, really be nice to children like this. Things might be said, uh, sometimes based on the level of a deformity, you might get that second look. And so this is the story of his mom and his dad, and he's trying to fit into this school. And, uh, you know, it's a story of uh, do we really value somebody uh, on the outside or do we value them on the inside? And so let's go back because, Todd, you, you said that you and, you and your partner, David, 
you got this book when it was released. You read it the first night. Uh, it really drew you in, didn't it? It really did. I mean, there's something about this idea of Augie happens to have a facial difference, which is essentially a physical manifestation of a mask. But what's brilliant about the book and what we really tried to do with the film and maintain this thing that, that RJ had done in her novel is switch perspectives so that while Augie has this physical mask, we show that other people actually have maybe invisible masks and that every single person has something that they're maybe hiding on the inside that you can't see on the outside. So even if there is bullying going on, and we certainly have it in the movie, we, we try to go into the perspective for a moment of the bully and understand what's behind it. We felt like that's a great thing, this idea of you just don't ever know what's going on in someone else's head, what's going on in someone else's world, that the, that w the world isn't binary, it's not all bad or good, that there are shades of gray with everything, and there's sometimes reasons for behavior. So that idea of perspective shift, that idea of what is going on in that other person's world that I might not be seeing is something that was so compelling to us that we really wanted to maintain in the film, and I, 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 think, you know, I think Stephen Jabosky did a brilliant job with it. He's our director. Hmm. You know, uh, there are instances, and, and I'm thinking about uh, the importance of moms and dads, uh, grandmoms, granddads, aunts and uncles. There's a, an important uh, maybe priority to work this movie in this weekend. Not only will you be moved by this, uh, by this very, very um, difficult story, but you know, everything we do in life, uh, so many times we go to movies to, to laugh and movies sometimes are designed to make fun at people and we laugh at that. Uh, late night television, whether it's Saturday Night Live, it's all about making fun of people. We certainly have so many opportunities in our culture to have this making fun of people just to be no big deal. But you know, people hurt. Words hurt. And they go deep. And especially when you're a fifth grader and you're already struggling with something like this. And I got to tell you, Todd Lieberman, that uh, a lot of the children out there that need to see this movie, they may not have anything on the outside that causes someone to, uh, to look. But you know what? There's so much that's going inside of children today. And we know that with the bullying and everything else. Um, did you have this sort of broader idea in mind when you when you made this movie that uh, you wanted to make a statement to the overall culture uh, of maybe thinking about what we say about other people or think about other people? No doubt about it. I mean, I remember being a fifth grader. You know, I I, I was insecure. <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't respond well when other people made fun of me in different things, and I'm sure there were certain times where I made fun of other people too. You know, it was the quote. It was the quote by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who I'm a huge fan of his writing. Where you know, it was one of the inspirations that R.J. had for the book. It's when given the choice between being right and being kind, choose kind. That idea of choose kind across all walks of life, whether you are a fifth grader, whether you are a parent, whether you're a teacher, whether you're an adult, whether you're a teen. There's no reason not to choose kind, and people are going. Everybody's going through some kind of struggle. You know, there, there's, a, there's also a, there's a, there's a line in the movie that I, that I love that I think speaks to a little bit, too, which is uh, the, the great Mandy Patinkin, who plays our principal, Doc, uh, Mr. Tushman. He says, Augie can't change the way he looks, so maybe we can change the way we see. And isn't that poignant? Isn't that just a poignant idea of how we could maybe use a slightly different set of goggles to view the, to view the world? 
Absolutely. By the way, if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking about a movie I'm recommending that you see this weekend. The movie is Wonder, and uh, it's a marvelous story, uplifting story, one you need to take your youngsters to. And to remind you how important it is, you always hear me say this, I sort of preach it whenever we have a new release. It's these type of family-based inspirational movies that we need to get out and see on opening weekend. That means that tomorrow, Saturday, or Sunday, you, if you can, take your entire family. Because for producers like uh, Todd and and his partner David and others, uh, they have to have support of those of us who... uh, will financially get behind these type of movies. Now, uh, probably the last question, just a little bit of, a, of an interest side. Uh, Augie's mother, Isabel, is played by Julia Roberts, uh, and his dad, uh, Nate, is played by Owen Wilson. Talk about this combination, Correct. a little bit behind the scene, about getting these two veterans together for this type of film. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, normally... Normally, uh, it's tough to get movie stars in your movies, and you're kind of spending a lot of time convincing them. In this particular case, and I think it speaks to the brilliance of this book, uh, Julia Roberts called us. and she, she had read the book, and she had read it to her children, and she said, I somehow I need to be a part of this movie. Wow. So she approached us, and you know, we had lunch with Good her, for her, and she said, please let me be a part of this. Yeah, exactly. And then when we cast Owen Wilson and put the two of them together, it was, uh, it was kind of instant chemistry, and you really felt... Owen, Julia, the, the amazing, incredibly talented young Jacob Trombley, and this, this beautiful young, young actress, Bella Vitovic, who plays Via. Just that unit instantly became a recognizable and loving family, and it, it, it's, it's truly inspiring to watch them all. Well, I tell you what, we are excited about that, and thank you so much. I know that uh, you've had a, a busy uh, couple days here as you're getting ready for this release, and uh, I know that uh, David uh, Doberman had wanted to join us as well, so give him our regards. But uh, my guest today has been Todd, Todd Lieberman, and along with his partner David Doberman have bringing us this brand-new book called Wonder. Uh, they are co-producers of there with uh, Manville Films and uh, – Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, we definitely are encouraging our audience to get out and support your work this weekend. Bill, I appreciate the time and the support very much. Thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed weekend. Thanks for being with us. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. Again, that is Wonder, so uh, it's time for you to check your local listings all around West Central Florida. And uh, let me just tell you, when I've got a youngster that's – uh, you know, he's in sixth grade, first year of middle school. And, uh, you know, and all of you who have been parents, certainly grandparents, but uh, you know those days when things just happen. And, uh, you know, uh, I know for me, uh, like almost all the time, it's somebody else's uh, youngster. Sometimes it's my youngster. But either way, it is these teachable moments that are so important. And sometimes when you can go and to see something on a big screen, and come home as a family or on the way home as a family, have a chance to talk about it. Those are those, are those conversations that your kids are going to remember. And uh, guess what? This may be a movie that you might remember as well and uh, could be some healing all the way around. Well, more of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up live from Sarasota. Some closing comments for hour number one. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
Here's Dr. Robert Jeffress with today's Pathway Minute. Look at the announcement of Gabriel. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which shall be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. Underline that. A Savior who is Christ the Lord. Someone has said, if man's greatest need had been instruction, God would have sent a teacher. If our greatest need had been for a law, God would have sent a legislator. But our greatest need is for forgiveness. And that's why God sent a Savior. For unto you is born this day a Savior. A Savior. Today's Pathway Minute is provided by your station and Pathway to Victory. To hear the Bible teaching of Dr. Robert Jeffress, go to ptv.org. From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with a chance of meatballs comes the star. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. We've come to honor the new king. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Experience the family event of the holiday season. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. The Star. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters November 17th. For tickets and showtimes, go to thestarmovie.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800 518 That's 800-518-4020. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. If you or someone you know is searching for the true meaning of Christmas and coming up empty, you're not alone. Make plans now to attend Looking for Christmas, December 7th through the 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Bring someone close in need of the ultimate gift this Christmas, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Don't miss Looking for Christmas, December 7th through 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Tickets for Looking for Christmas are available now at idlewild.org. That website again is idlewild.org.
Hammerback Bill Bunkley here in Sarasota about to wrap up hour number one. Before I do that, uh, a couple of things I'd like to update you on. And, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, hopefully many of you uh, who are listening in this afternoon here in the Sarasota Manatee area. Going to be at the Sarasota Republican meeting here shortly to talk about uh, sort of a preview of the 2018 legislative session but a couple of headlines that i do want to share with you before we uh, wrap up our first hour on all of the uh, multiple platforms that i get a chance to uh, serve you this afternoon well we've got the latest case of sexual harassment and um, well it's uh, it's not a republican and uh, no it's not someone from florida it's been kind of quiet here in florida the last two or three days as far as uh, uh, any announcements but uh, the one, the only, the Al Franken. All I got to tell you is I'll give you a little bit of a tease. I'm not going to talk about it here, but but just wait till you see the photographs. I know some of you will be plugging in tonight on Fox News and other outlets. Uh, well, it seems like uh, uh, the comedian certainly has crossed the boundary, so uh, uh, we will see uh, what kind of treatment that he gets in this. And by the way, he's not, uh, well, there's uh, one incident he's uh, saying he doesn't remember. The other one... They have pictures, so you know how that goes. So he's 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 uh, he's owning up to that one. That's one of our stories of the day. The others, the the Republicans in the U.S. Senate have to be uh, sort of happy right now because with some very very close votes coming up, Senator Bob Menendez, New York, mistrial. They uh, were trying to uh, convict him of corruption with uh, one of his uh, friends who. Uh, he trial, in fact, a friend is from right here in Florida over on the East Coast and uh, ended up that the, uh, the jury could not decide whether uh, that whole relationship was really just based on friendship or was it an opportunity to gain favor. Of course, there's always uh, some cash flowing back and forth. But anyway, mistrial in New York. And by the way, millions of dollars have been spent on that uh, of your federal tax dollars. We'll wait and see what the U.S. Attorney's Office is going to do if they're going to try and re-prosecute or not and uh, retry that case. But anyway, mistrial officially announced. And uh, Stu Sternberg, back to Florida, he uh, commented uh, over at uh, Lake Buena Vista that uh, the uh, Major League Baseball owners are having their quarterly meeting. And, uh, yeah, he likes that, uh, as far as Hillsborough County goes, he likes that site in Ybor City. Uh, and that's going to be the one they're going to be focusing on. But let, let me give you sort of the, the lowdown. If uh, the Rays ever throw the first, the first pitch in Ybor City, it's going to cost everybody. And you know how? Well, first of all, the modest price tag is about $850 million. Okay? Sue Sternberg said with the increased revenue from the new ballpark, the Rays could probably chip in about $150 million. Now, what's interesting to me is that's the same amount that they said their research showed that they could chip in if, you know, well, back in two or three years ago when they were going to put the stadium down on the water there in St. Pete. Well, it's the same figure. But anyway, so we got 100, 150 there. So do the math. $650 million remain. So it's up to uh, our Tampa promoters. We've got the Commissioner Ken Hagen, Hillsborough County Commission, and we've got uh, Mayor Bob Buckhorn, Mayor of Tampa. Well, those two guys have the, uh, an enviable job of coming up with $650 million to make this happen. Oh, by the way, 
the mood is not really exciting right now about using tax dollars. And even the bed tax that they implemented, as you probably know, the Speaker of the House, Richard Corcoran, has uh, accused uh, that tax of being an illegal tax. So if they don't have that, so they've got to raise it. But now here's, here's the punchline about everybody having to pony up, pony up. If you want baseball in Tampa, you've got to pony up too. Why? Catch this number. In order for this to work, the Rays, probably Major League Baseball too, they want uh, season ticket sales as well as you know other sponsorships. That has to increase 50% over current levels. Folks, that's a lot of tickets. That's a lot of sponsorships. And, uh, and what I'm not clear on is, does that include the boxes or not? Uh, are the boxes part of that or not part of that? I'm not particularly uh, clear on what that is. But just want to tell you that that's, uh, I'll be commenting on that uh, tomorrow. And um, that's going to be a, a pretty significant mountain. So get ready to get your pocketbook out because things are going to get expensive if you uh, want to play ball in Ybor City. Now, that's a great site, and its proximity to uh, downtown is wonderful as well. So with the with the um, the trolley that runs by there and everything else, uh, it would be a fun place to be. Well, we're wrapping up our first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, live from down here in Sarasota. When I say down here, I shouldn't say down here. I'm just here. But for all the decades I've lived in Tampa, it, things are up, down, left, right. Right here, this is the center of the universe right now. Can you hear me? All right, going to be heading over to the Republican um, uh, uh, Republican Party of Sarasota to have a chance to share uh, at their uh, dinner tonight. Uh, so coming up in just a moment to hear on uh, AM 869.30, Jay Sekulow, my colleague, will be up in just a few moments. Of course, if you're joining us on the biz, uh, we'll have to say farewell. But if those of you would like to come over for the um, – Second hour of the Bill Bunkley Show, I'll be on AM 570, AM 910, and also 102.1 in Lakeland. And we'll be talking about a new God. That's right. There's a new God on the scene. We'll talk about that in a moment. Till tomorrow, we'll see you then. For more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? Find a job you can believe in and get excited about at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings. They connect devoted people like you with thoughtful employers that share your values. Once you log on and see the quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Log on to ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. Saturday afternoons at 4.30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He says, if you really want to run hard after me, lay everything on your altar and put your Isaac on the altar and back away and say, God, this is your deal. This is for your praise and your glory, man. I'm all about you. I'm in. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. 
Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The House has put President Trump closer to his first major legislative win by passing a massive tax overhaul. The nearly $1.5 trillion package would overhaul corporate and personal taxes, a bill House Speaker Paul Ryan calls the biggest thing Congress could do to help grow the economy and help struggling Americans. We need to restore this beautiful thing we affectionately call the American idea. But Democrat Sheila Jackson-Lee says it does the opposite, calling it a scam that boosts middle-class taxes. This is not the American dream tax plan. This is the American nightmare. The bill passed along near party lines. The fate of the Senate version, though, is muddled amid some GOP grumblings. Sagar Magani at the White House. The latest high-profile man accused of sexual harassment is Minnesota Democratic Senator Al Franken. Los Angeles radio personality Leanne Tweeden says Al Franken sexually harassed her on a USO tour in the Middle East 11 years ago when she was a model and he was a comedian. Tweeden writes on KABC's website that Franken wrote a comedy sketch for them that included him kissing her. When they rehearsed it backstage, she says he grabbed her by the neck and stuck his tongue in her mouth. The essay includes a photo of Franken putting his hand over her breasts while she slept on a cargo plane. Senator Franken apologized for the incident, saying of the photo, it was clearly intended to be funny, but it wasn't. I'm Warren Levinson. The Alabama Republican Party says it stands with GOP Senate candidate Roy Moore, breaking ranks with national Republicans who have called for him to step out of the race amid sexual misconduct allegations. Republican Party Chairwoman Terry Lathan said Thursday that the party's 21-member steering committee, quote, supports Judge Roy Moore as our nominee, unquote. Lathan says that the 70-year-old Moore has denied the allegations and that Alabamians will be the ultimate jury in this election. On Wall Street, the dot by 187 points. More on these stories at townhall.com. Dennis Prager here, and for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife Sue did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free 800-583-84, 800-583-84. Protecting data across modern decentralized networks presents challenges that traditional backup solutions can't handle. At best, you'll waste time and money managing multiple solutions. At worst, gaps in coverage will leave your data vulnerable. Barracuda Backup is a single cloud-integrated solution that simplifies the backup process and allows data replication to anywhere on your network, a private cloud, Barracuda's cloud, or to the AWS public cloud. Reclaim your data. Try Barracuda Backup free at barracuda.com backup. President Trump is offering some life advice to the three UCLA basketball players who were detained in China for shoplifting. After returning to Southern California, the three UCLA players issued statements of apology and thanked President Trump for helping win their freedom. On Twitter, the president said, you're welcome, and told the players to thank China's president. Mr. Trump also tweeted some advice to the freshman ball players: Have a great life. Be careful, he said. There are many pitfalls on the long and winding road of life. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. The gunman who killed his wife and four others in a rampage in Northern California this week found an easy way around a court order prohibiting him from having guns. He built his own at home. Kevin Neal, 44, was armed with what authorities believe were two high-powered rifles that he made himself. They're known as ghost guns because, unlike commercially manufactured weapons, they're untraceable. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.
British police say the final death toll in the Grenfell Tower high-rise fire is 71. London's Metropolitan Police Force say remains have been identified from the 71 people killed in the June 14 blaze, including a baby who was still born. A total of 223 people escaped the fire. For months, police have estimated that about 80 people died in the fire, which began in a refrigerator in an apartment before racing through the 24-story building. There has been frustration among survivors at how long it has taken to identify the victims and determine the final toll. Police say they're considering individual and corporate manslaughter charges over the fire. Sarah Shackley, London. Marathon winners in Virginia have been stripped of their titles because officials say they were managed by a Russian sports agent who had been banned from participating in the races over doping concerns. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reported Wednesday that the runners participated in the men's Anthem Richmond Marathon. More on these stories at townhall.com. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is sponsored by EDI Travel. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open in Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around are the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. And good afternoon and welcome back to our 5 o'clock crowd for the second portion of the Bill Bunkley Show on an absolutely beautiful Thursday afternoon. If you're just uh, either getting off the uh, the athletic field or getting off of work this afternoon, we're broadcasting live from uh, downtown Sarasota right now. And uh, just after we get off the air tonight, uh, I have the honor of speaking before the Sarasota Republican Club. And uh, we are just delighted to be here. And as I said during the first uh, hour, just one of the most beautiful places. You drive along the, 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 the bayfront, you drive around the Gulf front, and uh, just because we have the, uh, the Ringling Brothers Museum compound here and... Uh, all of the artwork and the uh, dedication to the arts. This is this is a gem. This is an absolute gem for the state of Florida, and uh, it's always enjoyable to be here. And uh, anyway, just thank you for uh, allowing us to uh, broadcast from uh, your beautiful community. Well, let me uh, let me take care of a couple little housekeeping things. First of all, uh, today's a very special day. It is the 11th day of November, and. Since I'm on a little bit of a special assignment, I uh, want to wish someone a very happy birthday, and uh, that would be Mrs. Bunkley. And uh, she's celebrating her birthday today, and uh, with that, um, just want to just give a shout-out uh, uh, with all the love and affection there. But also, uh, the duty she's covering today, just before we went on the hour uh, on the air at 4 o'clock, I know today, you probably know my young son, Zachary, he's... Um, um, going to be 12 next month and then wow a year after that he's going to be a teenager 
Well, just before I, I came on the air, Mrs. Bunkley um, texted me some uh, photographs. And some of you have been through this drill. Uh, he was going to his allergist this afternoon. Uh, got a little pass out of school a little bit early. So um, I, uh, I'm looking at a couple of photographs from his allergist. And uh, my first question is, what have they done to my young son? <laughs> Uh, I'm looking first uh, at a rack here. Uh, what it looks to me is, you know when you go and you have your annual physical and they'll take your blood and they'll put the long needle in and then they're pretty good about swapping out two or three vials and then they'll take the rubber thing off your arm. Blah, blah. Well, it looks like there's uh, easily uh, 150. So uh, I go to the next photograph and I'm looking at my son Zachary's right arm and he has all these letters and so what they have done, they have poked him with um, all these things that he could be allergic to. So then I'm, I'm like looking at, at Zach's arm and thinking, oh, my, because some of these welts are pretty big. And uh, newsflash, uh, Zach's not real excited about needles. But um, uh, I want to tell you that uh, the message from Mrs. Bunkley is that he's a trooper. And, uh, but but wouldn't, you, wouldn't you know it? It's not any cats or dogs, not anything else. It's trees. It's trees. So we're a trail life family. My son and I, we go out. We are just out in the woods last weekend. So it's trees. So I can tell you that uh, my next question is, what's the antidote? You know, or, you know what, what do we got to do to combat this? Because, I don't know, we're going camping. But anyway... Maybe you've had one of those days here recently as well, and uh, you get some surprises, but nonetheless, shout out to Zachary. If you're listening right now, Dad loves you, and uh, thank you for being a trooper. And also just a shout out to uh, the ability for us to be able to go and the medical attention that we're able to get here in America, which so many people are not able to get around the globe. In fact, I'm going to be telling you a story about some of that uh, coming up just after Thanksgiving. We... Uh, had a, a very key meeting yesterday. Some of you know that I just returned uh, uh, just a few weeks ago, a couple, three weeks ago from uh, Lebanon. And uh, I was on assignment there and spent some time with a wonderful organization called Heart for Lebanon. And, uh, and in fact, uh, either just before Thanksgiving or certainly through December, uh, not only did I take a series of photographs of the 2.1 million refugees who've had to fl flee into Lebanon from not only the Iraq um, situation with ISIS, but also the Syrian civil war. And uh, we have a humanitarian crisis there that hasn't, the, the likes of which have not been seen since uh, World War II. And so I'm going to be sharing some photographs, and uh, we get into the middle part of December. Uh, we've got a very special Christmas lined up. And what I mean by that is is that uh, some of the folks I had a chance to meet, we've got three schools there for Heart for Lebanon, both in Beirut, uh, down in South Lebanon, just uh, off the coast, the Mediterranean coast in Sidon, and then in the Bekaa Valley. And that's right, I was at all three locations, including the Bekaa Valley. And for those of you that know your uh, your geography and a little bit about the biblical um, end times and not only current news, yeah, the Bacall Valley is, uh, well, Lebanon itself is uh, basically ruled by um, Hezbollah. 
and they certainly are in firm control in all of uh, Lebanon as well as the Bekaa Valley and down on the southern um, border of Lebanon and Israel as well as on the Syrian-Israeli border. That would be the northern border of uh, Israel. And um, we are um, having an opportunity to reach some of these kids that are in three different schools and we're going to give you an opportunity to do some class expansion. And uh, we've got a ton of kids that I had a chance to meet that I want to get into these schools. But uh, anyway, we're going to let you know how you can do that. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, it's Twitter uh, uh, slash Bill Bunkley or Facebook uh, slash Bill Bunkley. Send me a friend request. I'm going to start uh, just posting a picture a day. Um, they're very compelling pictures and just give you a little bit of an idea as we build up. And so I invite you to uh, follow that as we move forward. Well, coming up uh, a little bit later on during this program, we're going to have a chance to talk with Andrew Walker. He's with the ERLC uh, out of Nashville and D.C., and uh, he's written a book, God and the Transgendered. What does the Bible have to say about uh, transgenders or some of the other issues within that area? That's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Bottom of the hour. Going to take a break in just a moment, and we're going to talk to you about an artificial God that uh, seems to have just made uh, made its way on the scene. But a couple of things I want to give you an update. First of all, right now we have a free download for you, courtesy of uh, Dr. Robert Jeffress, and the download is uh, What Seven World Religions Teach About Heaven. Now, it's a downloadable pamphlet. And if you'd like to get a copy of that, it's real simple. Go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, and enter the keyword heaven. That's letstalkfaith.com, enter the keyword heaven. And guess what? Got a little bonus for you here. Now, Pathway to Victory has uh, a very special cruise coming up. It's called the Journeys of Paul. That's right. Uh, there's going to be one grand prize winner that's selected out of those of you who will go and uh, download the pamphlet to, to learn more about the seven world religions. And uh, someone uh, out of that national contest, you're going to receive, if you win, a Mediterranean cruise for two on this Journeys of Paul cruise with Dr. Robert Jeffress. And by the way, if you're very confident you're going to win, that cruise is June the 8th through the 18th of next year. And by the way, if uh, I know you listen to Robert Jeffress, and if you'd like to go along with him, well, hey, check out uh, the cruise itself because it will be a wonderful time. Now, another update I just want to give you, you know that uh, Dr. David Jeremiah, been talking about this for a few days, he has a, a brand new opportunity. It's Airship Genesis Mission Quest Kids Devotional. And uh, this devotional uh, is one that's designed to take you and your family on a 52-week journey into uh, the Word of God. Uh, it's a lesson. Then it's an action item from that lesson. Gives your youngster a chance to memorize a verse. And guess what? There's a reward for successfully completing all that. And it's uh, 52 rewards, one each year. Now, uh, we're going to be uh, promoting this from now until December the 1st. Now, here's how you can uh, download it. I hope already you have downloaded our apps for WTBM as well as our other platform stations. But uh, once you download that amp app, which you can get at your download stores uh, both on an iPhone uh, as well as your Android uh, phone, hey, just uh, tap the app. And when you do that, you'll see the opportunity for you 
uh, to win one of the four Airship Genesis prize packs, and that includes Airship Genesis Kids Bible Study, Mission Quest Kids Devotional, and Blast Off Incredible Readable Rhymables. Glad I got that right. Uh, anyway, I saw that uh, as I was in the station earlier today uh, in our promotions department. I'm excited. So, again, go and tap the app and two great resources for you right there. So let's take a time out and hear from some of our wonderful ministries and uh, those that have some uh, great products and services and support uh, our work here at the Salem Media Group. When I come back, uh, might not be real excited about this new God that is elbowing its way on the scene in our cultural life, but I'll have the details next on the Bill Bunkley Show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. damaged windshield, keep your family safe with a premium quality replacement and a lifetime warranty from Autoglass America. If you have comprehensive insurance, we'll buy back your old windshield for up to $100 cash on the spot, come to you with free mobile service, and install a new premium quality windshield, all at no cost to you. Be safe. Call today for fast claims processing. Remember, we turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-GLASS. Autoglass America. Are you ready to do something big for God? Are you looking to be a part of something bigger than yourself? Since 1971, Word of Life Bible Institute has been giving young men and women the biblical foundation they need for whatever career path the Lord has for them. There are only two things that last for all eternity, the Word of God and the souls of men. Stop wondering what it would be like to step out for God and make your plans to do it. For more information, please call our admissions department at 727-379-5037 or visit us online at wordoflife.edu. From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with a chance of meatballs comes the star. That light, that's the star. This is where it's been leading me. We've come to honor the new king. What's his name? His name is Jesus. Experience the family event of the holiday season. Do you guys like frankincense? I never know what to get. The star. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters November 17th. For tickets and showtimes, go to thestarmovie.com. Franklin Graham calls it a must-see. Don't you dare tell me about the love and the compassion of your so-called God. Mike Huckabee calls it a giant step forward for the faith-based genre. Do you believe that God hears? God always answers prayers. Jerry Falwell Jr. says Let There Be Light offers forgiveness and hope when it's needed most. Kevin Sorbo and Sean Hannity present the most anticipated Christian movie of the year. Let There Be Light. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. Find a theater at lettherebelightmovie.com. Bill Bunkley here for my friends at EDI Travel. If you're a pastor of a church or a leader of an organization who has ever dreamed about leading a trip to the Holy Land, be sure to consult with the professionals at EDI Travel, just named again for the third year in a row, the very best Holy Land tour company by TripAdvisor. EDI Travel will start with what your group wants to see and customize your own very special tour. All-inclusive tour packages are EDI's specialty. The price for your trip covers everything. Flights, ground transportation, accommodations, tax, tips, and admissions, leaving you and your group with no surprises. Whether your group is first-time or returning travelers, they are the professionals who will make the experience great for everyone. Set your sights on Jerusalem, Nazareth, Bethlehem, the Sea of Galilee, 
the Jordan River, and much, much more. Call now to get your EDI trip planned today at 727-460-1225. That's 727-460-1225. Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. The law is our schoolmaster to point out the fact that we are sinners in need of a Savior. And Jesus stands there with his arms open wide saying, I can take your sin away. I can wash it away through my blood and my sacrifice on the cross. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. You gave me the stars, took them out of my reach. Called me to waters a little too deep. Oh, I've never been so aware of my need. You keep on making the scene. It's way beyond me. Bill Bunkley, we're here in Sarasota. Glad to be with you this afternoon, about 20 minutes past the hour. And by the way, how would you like to have an extra $3,500 for, well, Christmas? Think about that. $3,500, no fooling. And somebody across America on our WTBN, or I should, I should rather say our Salem radio and our media network, someone's going to win a $3,500 Thanksgiving contest. Now, I said Christmas. Why? Because I know what you use it for. But guess what? On the 21st, that contest is going to wrap up, and I'm telling you, somebody's going to be $3,500 to the good as far as getting ready for their Christmas. How would you like for that to be you? Now, remember, uh, newsflash here, if you don't enter, you're not going to win. Amen? Now, you've got to enter to win. It's real simple. It's real simple. All you have to do is go to our website right now at letstalkfaith.com. Let's talk faith.com. I'm sure you will very quickly maneuver to the tab there that talks about $3,500 cash prize. Maybe that has your name on it. So right now, don't forget, uh, go to our website, let's talk faith.com. Click on the contest tab to, to enter. And remember, you might say, well, I never win anything. Guess what? You're guaranteed not to win anything if you don't enter. And by the way, by the way, do not take that advice on a Friday afternoon and buy a lottery ticket, okay? Do not take that advice to buy a lottery ticket for sure. Well, give you a heads up on uh, something I ran across that I thought I'd mention to you before we get to the bottom of the hour. And by the way, I'm looking forward to a very um, uh, important conversation on uh, what we all as a culture are uh, interacting with, and that is uh, the the transgendered issue. But um, guess what? We have a new God on the scene. And that's a God with a little G. Artificial intelligence, according to CBN News, a great article that posted today, is already uh, disrupting employment. Artificial intelligence disrupts recreation, the economy, and guess what? Now they're trying to disrupt religion. Now, that's religion little r. Amen? So uh, we, we know that we have a, a living faith. That is what our Walker Christ is all about. Uh, and we are recognizing the fact that there are other quote-unquote religions. Get this. Wouldn't you know it would come from Google? You know, either Google, Microsoft, you know, uh, Apple. But anyway, we have a former, former Google executive. As you can well imagine, it is so inspired by artificial intelligence that guess what? Through that, 
he is actually creating the first artificial intelligence church. I'm not telling you a lie. Uh, this is not. I'm not. I'm not uh, embellishing. This is true. Anthony Lewandowski says that artificial intelligence should be seen as a god. Oh my word. Oh my word. Artificial intelligence should be seen as a god because it is smarter than any human being. Lewandowski told uh, the publication Wired, quote, It's not a god in the sense that it makes lightning or causes hurricanes. But if there is something a billion times smarter than the smartest human, what else are you going to call it? Well, Mr. Lewandowski, I can tell you, I wouldn't call anything God other than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Dangerous stuff. According to paperwork, are you ready? He has filed paperwork with the IRS. And his new church, not kidding, it's called Way of the Future. The Church of the Way of the Future. The church will focus on the realization, the acceptance, and the worship of a Godhead based on artificial intelligence developed through computer hardware and software. Does it get any more disturbing and scarier than that? He goes on to say the church will try to, quote, develop and promote the realization of a Godhead based on artificial intelligence and through understanding and worship of the Godhead contribute to the betterment of society. You talk about taking lostness to a new level. It goes on to say the church will try to develop and promote the realization of this Godhead and the fact that the idea needs to spread before the technology. He says the church is how we spread the word, the gospel. He's even calling it the gospel. If you believe in it, that is this artificial intelligence church, what you do is you start a conversation with someone else and help them understand the same things. Unbelievable. Lewandowski believes that this church will help smooth the way as machine intelligence begins to take over. I'm going to leave it right there. Machine intelligence taking over. This is not a science fiction. This is not a, an Orson Welles moment on the radio where I'll come back in a moment and tell you I'm just kidding. This is an actual news story from CBN News. If you don't think the time is now, for us to get serious about talking about Jesus, about taking Jesus out of the closet, about living for him and sharing him, I don't know of another informative opportunity as the last couple of three minutes. The whole thought that we're going to shove the one true God and His Son, Jesus. We're going to shove them out of the way, and now we're going to let a computer 
with artificial intelligence take over everything. This is a wake-up call. You hear, you heard it here on the Bill Bunkley Show. This is serious stuff, and I hope that uh, it's one of those markers in our lives where we will get serious about uh, taking our faith, our gospel serious. Um, this world has a problem. It's called sin. There's only one remedy to sin, and that is the blood of our Lord and faithful Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, that is something that we all need to take to heart on this Thursday afternoon. We're going to take a time out in just a moment. Coming up uh, as um, we are just watching a, a beautiful sunset uh, in Sarasota. Andrew Walker is going to be along the way. He's written a new book, God and the Transgendered. And uh, what does the Bible have to say about that and some of the other issues that we're facing today? Uh, a very, very biblically oriented look and a Bible-based look at uh, how we might be thinking about uh, this uh, as one of the new uh, cultural realities that is happening around us. And uh, don't, don't, don't go away because this is something that you want to tune into. Let's check in with SRN News. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Here's the latest from SRN News. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Republicans are now one step closer to their goal of comprehensive tax reform by the end of the year. The House just hours ago passed their version of the bill, one they say will make life easier on the middle class and also small business owners. Showing no flex at all, though, Democrats all voted against the bill. Republicans say this one will be compromised easily enough with a Senate version not expected to be completed until at least next week. AAA says 4.5 million people will hit the roads for Thanksgiving this year despite higher gasoline prices. A spokeswoman for the group says many people will be flying as well since airfares are the lowest now since 2013. A Los Angeles radio news anchor is accusing Senator Al Franken of groping and kissing her without consent. Back in 2006, he is calling for an investigation of his own conduct on Wall Street at the close. The Dow was up 187 points. This is SRN News. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-422-3838 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-422-3838. That's 800-422-3838. Employees of J.D. Melberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Come hear former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and Super Bowl champion Derek Brooks at the God at Work Forum presented by the Christian Chamber of Commerce of Tampa Bay Wednesday, December 13th from 930 to 130. Also featured will be a delicious luncheon, God in the Marketplace expert panel session, and our World Cafe breakout sessions. Sign up today for sponsorships or tickets for the December 13th God at Work Forum. Go to c3tb.org. That's c3tb.org. 
now. Let's see. Where did I put it this time? Mommy, I want a pony for Christmas. Nope, not there. It's two for one during our happy holiday blowout. That can't be it. I do declare they're calling their Christmas cup a holiday cup, and there's not a star on it nor nothing. It's just red. Ugh, I give up. I can't find Christmas anywhere. And what does it all mean anyway? If you or someone you know is searching for the true meaning of Christmas and coming up empty, you're not alone. Make plans now to attend Looking for Christmas, December 7th through the 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Bring someone close in need of the ultimate gift this Christmas, forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Come for an opportunity to recapture the true meaning of Christmas. Don't miss Looking for Christmas, December 7th through 10th at Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz. Tickets for Looking for Christmas are available now at idlewild.org. That website again is idlewild.org. Hey, I'm Dr. Raul Serrano. I'm Dr. Suzanne Foley. We're the host of Health From Within Radio, and we're here because we are passionate about helping people go from fighting disease to truly building health. You know, our purpose and our mission for this radio show is to really allow you to regain your health, fuel your purpose, fuel your passions, and live the life that God designed you to. Saturday mornings at 10 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. How special is your birthday? Well, considering that God knit you together in your mother's womb, it's a pretty special day. So we want to celebrate with you. Join the Faith Talk Birthday Club. And on your birthday, we'll be happy to email our congratulations and coupons for some really nifty gifts from our friends at Sun Country Cleaners and the Bullet Hole, Sarasota. Join the Faith Talk Birthday Club at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570, WTBN. Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. And uh, a very important topic on a very important subject is uh, the um, is where we're going to go during our next segment. And uh, got a brand new book I want to talk about, God and the Transgender Debate, written by someone who is well-versed on this. Uh, my guest is uh, Andrew T. Walker. And uh, his book uh, is all about what does the Bible actually say about gender identity? Now, I want to know that um, Andrew is the Director of Policy Studies for the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, for my listeners, I'm the president of the Florida ERLC. These are the big boys. These are the big boys that do an awful lot of great work at the national level uh, as part of our uh, engagement arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, they do a wonderful job. giving us clarity on the moral, social, and ethical issues of our time. Uh, In Andrew's row, he researches, he speaks, and he writes about human dignity, family stability, religious liberty, public theology, and the moral principles that support civil society. He's also the managing editor of Canon and Culture and serves as the director of the ERLC's Research Institute and also as an associate research fellow. 
Uh, his qualifications, well, he graduated summa cum laude with his bachelor's degree in religious studies from Southwest Baptist University in 08, received his master's from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and is currently a uh, doctrinal candidate there in Christian ethics uh, at Southern Seminary. And he's married with two daughters, and uh, he is one of those guys that uh, I can't understand. I used to run myself, but as I get older, he's a long-distance runner, loves music and movies. And with that, Andrew, got very good to have you with us this afternoon. Hey, thank you so much for the, uh, the invitation. I'm glad to be with you all. All right. Your new book, God and the Transgender Debate. My stars, if we went back, uh, maybe not five years, but 10 years, 15 years, uh, very few people would even be knowledgeable. And if they heard the word transgendered, what in the world is that? How has this come on the scene? And give us a little bit of a background as, especially for men and women of faith, how we are very quickly having to come up to speed with this uh, th- this new um, reality in our culture. Sure. No, I, and I want to affirm, you know, this this has been an issue that has gone from zero to 100 miles per hour in about 2.1 seconds. I mean, from when I graduated college in 2008, no one was talking about transgenderism. And now it's kind of the most pressing issue in the culture uh, that those on the other side of the political aisle view as an issue of social justice. And we as Christians have a lot of concern um, about kind of the transgender movement and kind of some of the, the philosophy underlying it. And so that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. But as far as kind of what's brought us here to the the moment that we're living in, I think there's uh, a, a lot of factors, not just one factor. I think for one, um, you know, we've been having a a kind of growing secular ethic in society for the past you know fifty and sixty years, where people are. Uh, less familiar with kind of biblical categories, um, and so uh, kind of culture is becoming unmoored from from kind of a Christian moral order. And then you couple that with the idea that you know what is often considered the most important thing in society is to simply live out your preferences and your choices and your to be self fulfilled. So if if you experience a gender identity conflict, our society then tells you, well, then you ought to act on what you feel, and if that makes you feel happy, then you ought to pursue that. So there's kind of a a moral relativism that's underlying some of the transgender movement. Um, But then I would also say uh, there's also what I would call kind of a Gnostic tendency behind the transgender movement, and Gnosticism is an ancient philosophy and and heresy for that matter that has always kind of um, forged a separation between uh, the, the spirit and the body, and that the body was something that is bad, and what really matters is kind of spiritual self-enlightenment. But behind Gnosticism is this understanding that the body is bad, and that the body can be transcended, and what really matters is someone's self-consciousness. And so that is particularly important on the transgender debate, because what do we see happening? We see people who are saying that they are something different than their body, that there is a dualism um, at, st- at, at play here, and that somehow someone feels at their psychological level is, can be different than who they are biologically. And so I think that's problematic. I think that's something that we as Christians want to challenge. Um, but we shouldn't be surprised that we're here uh, because 
gender identity conflicts have been well documented for some time. It's simply the fact now that society is wanting to affirm people in their gender identity conflicts. Mm. And I want to say that um, though something that uh, the average listener may not be aware of, but uh, certainly there have been uh, biological situations with uh, individuals uh, down through the years uh, that have had maybe some cross um, sexual uh, biological features uh, that certainly uh, this particular uh, idea about uh, transgender uh, certainly has been an issue for them because of uh, the nature of how they were uh, biologically born. But that has taken on a, a brand new sort of wide universe. Now, uh, Andrew Walker, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, the Bible. Let's back it up a couple notches. The Bible in, in, in your book has to do with, you know, what does the Bible say about this and, and all other matters? Now, we know that uh, God was very specific uh, about his design, uh, male and female. Uh, the God through his, uh, God through his inspired writers, uh, both Old and New Testament, addressed the idea of homosexuality. So now we have homosexuality. We've got transgenderism. Now, our New Testament covenant certainly is that we love all. But we have uh, we have a sin problem, and we have uh, uh, immorality problem. Whether it's living with someone, uh, whether it's an affair, uh, whether it's a homosexual, lesbian situation, and now we've got this this other transgender. How do we begin to put this all together? Because the bottom line is we're to have compassion on all. And though, you know, this idea about maybe hate the sin, love the sinner, maybe that's a little harsh, but walk us through that because I don't think a lot of uh, men and women uh, of the faith are, are necessarily equipped to really know how to think about this. Sure, and that's, that's a great question. And, I mean, ultimately, this becomes an issue of biblical sufficiency. And I would say as a evangelical Christian, um, you know, we believe the Bible is, is inspired by God, and it's sufficient to address the cultural challenges that are facing us. And I think when we look at the Bible, a lot of theologians have kind of um, broken up the Bible into different kind of eras. And kind of one of the popular ways to understand the Bible is through the template of creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. So God creates, it's perfect, sin enters, uh, and then society is, and, and people are broken by sin. But Christ comes, uh, he becomes our Savior for us. And then at the end of history, Jesus is promising to restore all things to a state of perfection. And so what we want to ask the question is, how does the, the transgender movement fit into that framework? And the Bible does address that because uh, the transgender movement is premised upon people experiencing gender identity conflicts and gender dysphoria, meaning that there is a psychological dilemma and a psychological problem in how someone is perceiving themselves. And so we would say as Christians, listen, that's the result of living in a Genesis 3 and, and Romans 8 world where all of creation is groaning, even our even our psychological uh, self-perceptions are groaning. Um, but what we can say is that uh, how we are right now as far as how sin has impacted us is not how God originally designed things, so that we can't just start and end in Genesis 3. We have to begin in Genesis 1 and 2 about how God designed us originally as male and female, but sin disorders creation. But then Christ in the New Testament, he comes and offers salvation. Now, 
salvation as it regards transgenderism doesn't mean that someone can be automatically relieved of their gender identity conflicts. What redemption does is it gives people an understanding of how to grapple and grasp the nature of their conflict and how to be empowered by the Spirit to live faithfully with a gender identity conflict. You know, since I've written this book, I've had people contact me who are uh, who have experienced gender identity conflicts or dysphoria their entire life, but are choosing, even though through great hardship, to live out their true biological identity because they have the power of the Spirit with them. Uh, but then also, the beauty of Christian hope is that there's the power of resurrection and um, restoration, that God, at the end of history, is going to renew all things. And so we can say to someone with a broken gender identity, listen, though this world of 80 or 90 years is going to be beset by hardship and trial, you know, that pales in comparison to a trillion years of eternity where God is going to promise to renew all things. So again, when we look at the Bible from creation, fall, redemption, restoration, we can explain all of this phenomenon and we can give people true lasting hope. And if you're just joining me, we're, we're talking this afternoon with uh, Andrew T. Walker. Uh, he's the author of a book uh, I highly recommend uh, for you to um, to understand uh, the, the culture with which we live from a biblical worldview. It is God and the transgender debate. What does the Bible, the Bible actually say about gender identity? And let me also say that uh, our good friend and uh, uh, someone who is uh, no stranger to my program, uh, The Forward, has been authored by uh, Dr. R. Albert Moeller, Jr., course, president of Southern Seminary and on our editorial board, uh, which we so value here at uh, Salem, the Salem Radio, Net, Radio Network. Um, I want to follow up in, 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 with, with this question because certainly as we are looking at uh, another subset of, of this whole, understanding this whole situation, um, give an example. Many, many years ago, and I want to I want to talk about um, number one, the idea uh, of the admonition to raise our children in the wisdom and admonition of the Lord. That means biblical values. Now, I want I want to get you to comment on something because why now? Why and especially a lot of sensitivity by the millennials. Many, many years ago, I won't comment on how many years ago, but it was a while back <laughs> when I was in sixth grade. Okay. Andrew, I was making the transition from, uh, you know, playing combat out in the backyard, all the boy things that were, hmm, I discovered there were girls out there, and, and they weren't, uh, you know, like, ooh, uh, you know, all, I don't want to deal with them. So, anyway, um, I had my first opportunity to kind of uh, get to know somebody, and, and I got I got rejected big time, Andrew. I mean, I mean big time. <laughs> Now, 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 back then, uh, you know, it's, well, you know, those things are going to happen and, you know, you just, it does, it does not reflection on you, blah, blah, blah. Now, today, today, not only with the breakdown of the family, but with so much of the type of counseling that's in schools. So today you have a male or a female and you decide to kind of let your feelings be known and you get rejected. And the next thing you know, you got somebody saying, well, you know, little Billy, you've got those feelings. Maybe that's not who you are. Maybe you're this, maybe you're that. And and I know a lot of this is biological, and I'm certainly not minimizing that. But, but Andrew, what, what kids are being told today, especially when we all go through, you know, the puberty, go through rejection, is that playing a big role in the confusion that's going on today because a lot of kids aren't getting the straight line about 
who they are, whose they are, how they were designed, and not being raised in the, in the true wisdom and admonition of biblical principles. Your thoughts? That's, I mean, I do not doubt at all that um, children can kind of be influenced to question um, their self-understanding of themselves. When you have adults who are being pressed in by the culture to affirm something that is so novel as far as uh, the transgender movement is concerned, and particularly in terms of endorsing and affirming gender identity conflicts. Um, you know, what we know from the research is that 80 to 90 percent of kids that experience gender identity conflicts, uh, those those subside over time. And so the problem with society right now is that when we encourage individuals to indulge these perceptions or to uh, take hormone re- hormone replacement therapy or puberty blockers or to have surgery, um, we are encouraging very invasive, often irreversible uh, consequences on these individuals. And so that's where uh, you know a lot of this is very, very exploratory. And we are making huge requests of children uh, in terms of them kind of not viewing their nature as something objective and knowable. And that's very concerning. You know, I, I heard of a story in California where a kindergarten teacher had a transition ceremony for a kindergartner in her class. Um, and it, kids went home to their parents crying because these children themselves were no, now no longer sure of whether they were boys or girls. And that's a part of the problem with the transgender movement is that it kind of destabilizes kind of the, that normative script that we as individuals and as society need in order to live healthy, holistic lives. And the transgender movement calls that into question by saying that maleness and femaleness aren't objective, but they they simply exist in the inner recesses of the mind. And that's very, very problematic. And I really do think that when history is written about the age that we now live in, um, there's going to be a lot of regret and sorrow uh, about what we have done to children in the name of politically correct science. Mm. And by the way, let me give you a website. Um, I got one more question before our time is um, unfortunately up. Of course, my guest is uh, Andrew T. Walker. His book, God and the Transgender Debate, What Does the Bible Actually Say About Gender Identity? I want to give you his website. Uh, that's andrewtwalker.com, andrewtwalker.com. Great resource if you're by your home or office PC. Also, check out canonandculture.com. That's C-A-N-O-N. That's canonandculture.com. Uh, also for the great work they're doing in this area. Now, my last question is this. We battled with, with our city council here in Tampa. We defeated a measure down in Miami. And, of course, the, the background is this. Uh, we don't want you doing any counseling uh, about gender. Don't want to do, you know, off-limits, uh, illegal, you know. Address one last question. You know, in the secular world, there is, there is, it's out there that, you know, those of us that follow biblical principles, those of us that are teaching Christian principles, that are, are teaching these things, we are involved in something very harmful. We are the ones that are causing uh, these folks to go into deep depression. We are the ones that are causing these people to kill themselves. Um, what's the real truth? What's the real uh, data on that? Well, first off, as Christians, we would want to, you know, take issue with the assumption behind that, that Christian doctrine and what the Bible teaches is ever actually truly harmful. Um, I I just reject that outright because uh, what God has revealed to us in his word is for our good. And that doesn't mean that what God calls us 
two and four won't be challenging in a sinful world. But ultimately, God uh, has what is best for us because of what we see in his word. Secondly, when people make that argument about kind of harm, that if you don't affirm me, you're harming me, um, I think that problematically short circuits moral critique and moral debate because that's just kind of a blunt force instrument to kind of silence any questioning or dissent. And we want to question whether or not transgenderism and gender dysphoria are identities that should be lived in. And when you look at the science and when you look at the rates of suicide and thoughts of suicide and anxiety and depression, there's plenty of reason to believe that this is not something that we should be affirming in people. Uh, I would also say this too, that no amount of affirmation by society can resolve deep-seated inner conflict that's going uh, – it's happening inside someone. Uh, in cultures that are far more aff affirming of transgenderism than even America, uh, studies show that affirmation does not resolve the underlying distress and conflict uh, in these individuals. And then lastly, I would say that we have a growing body of um, – of literature and witnesses and testimonies of people who have walked away from transgender identities, who said that these that life is not for them. It it suppresses what is true of their biology and of their sexual design. And so, you know, I think this is one of those situations where, you know, you can't speak. No, no one person can speak uniformly and categorically for all other people. But I think that we do have enough reason, both biblically, psychologically, biologically. Uh, to be very suspect uh, about normalizing transgender identities because – and this is so important for us to, to assert – we want people to thrive and flourish as God designed us. Amen. Now, we know that sin exists in the world, but God gives us the ability to grapple with brokenness. Um, and we the, – the Bible is beautiful because the Bible says that in our weakness and in our suffering – and in our brokenness, God's power is all the more sufficient to show up and heal us. So I don't think we ought to be going down the path of suppressing what is true of our biological sex in service of fallen, incorrect psychological perceptions. Mm. Now, I want to tell you that uh, we've only scratched the surface, and that's why I'm highly recommending. Uh, you know, uh, for my audience, you know that I speak on these issues all the time. You know that I engage our governor, our cabinet, and our members of our Florida legislature when I am in Tallahassee uh, on behalf of Christian Worldview Issues. Session's coming up in January. But I want to uh, just want to tell you how much when I speak to folks uh, in, in, out in the lay members, just not really quite up to speed. That's why I'm highly recommending this book as a great baseline, God and the Transgender Debate. What does the Bible actually say about gender identity? And I want to just say in closing, if you're a mom or dad, grandmom, granddad, if you're an aunt or uncle, you need to get this book. Go immediately to page 133. Why? That's chapter 11. You know what that title is? Speaking to Children. And I want to tell you what. That's one of the, the, the number one areas, and I'd even suggest maybe jump into that, kind of get yourself pre-equipped, and then go back and take it all in. But again, God and the Transgender Debate, you can follow up with uh, Andrew at uh, andrewtwalker.com. That's andrewtwalker.com. Again, the book is God and the Transgender Debate. Andrew, I'm sorry we're out of time, but thank you for all your magnificent work. And by the way, uh, we're praying for you for that doctorate at Southern Seminary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It was great to be with you. God bless you. We'll see you soon, my friend. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Uh, that'll wrap up our Thursday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. I want to remind you that coming up tomorrow, we're going to have a chance to have our weekly visit with Focus on the Family, as well as uh, going out and talk to our folks at Movie Guide. By the way, the Star is opening up tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be talking about that. And, of course, we'll have uh, any updates that are coming along in terms of uh, the uh, the serial killer situation here in Tampa. And coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, Conflict, Revol- Conflict Resolution Matters. That's Conflict Resolution Matters. That's part two of a two-part series, Ephesians 5. Don't want to miss that. So I'm going to be heading on out to the Sarasota Republicans tonight. I'm honored to be their guest speaker tonight at their dinner. So until tomorrow at 4, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Until then, God bless and good night. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.